like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast in our Tetnax Sex Magic series. In our previous series, which was really kind of a beginning series, we did uh, give a lot of different practical workings, uh, mainly to show people um, things that they could do or things that were possible. But a lot of the things that we gave people to do or showed people that they could do, maybe exercises that were possibly beyond them or beyond their level of skill. And so in this course, we've been focusing on initiatory magic to help people, uh, um, help people in their goals for self-mastery. Of course, the uh, correlation to that is that BDSM involves a lot of self-mastery as well. And we even, uh, some have noted that to be a master in, 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 a, in a master-slave authority transfer relationship or power exchange relationship, that the, that word master means not that just you're in charge of everything, but that you have some level of self-mastery that you must master yourself before you can master someone else. That being said, today we wanted to talk about kundalini and kundalini power and kundalini meditation. Uh, it's really going to give you a good... Uh, it's going to be a really good tool for you as a magician that practices sex magic. Uh, before you start any kind of kundalini meditation, you may want to take about a month to uh, to begin a practice of regular meditation by sitting comfortably, not being too tense, uh, just taking about 15 minutes a day and uh, beginning a practice of meditation where you begin to clear your inner dialogue and begin to just focus on calming your breath. You'll want to, you know, sit still for this period of time and just take, like I said, about 15 minutes a day for about a month, uh, developing a, a habit of meditation. Before progressing to uh, kundalini meditation. Uh, prana is the name of the life energy that, according to the Tantra, is flowing through the subtle body and is also connected to the breathing. It is the energy which upholds our life and our consciousness. When discussing kundalini energy, one often means a larger potential energy source, which in most people is in a sleeping or unconscious level. Pranayama is a breathing technique which is part of kundalini yoga and aims to control the body and the mind. 
pranayama is mainly based on the prana and the apana, which are two ways of breathing. Prana is the current that moves upwards in the body, and apana is the current that flows downwards. When these streams flow through the ida, man, man becomes concentrated and inverted. When they flow through the pingala, the opposite occurs. Through pranayama, the yogi learns how to regulate breathing and uh, seeks a direction, direct experience of the life pulse, the organic energy that's released through the in and out breath. This process helps to increase the individual mind and lift it to higher or greater states. The term prana can also refer to both the cosmic universal energy or the bodily life force. The nature of prana differs depending on which level one focuses. Many who have felt the overwhelming and ecstatic experience of, of a personal power have wondered what will happen next. How will this force and experience be used? When your power flows through your being, uh, one experiences the outmost control and power over existence. It's common that uh, in one's first experiences that you become so exalted that you forget to direct the force to some particular goal or intention. It's like having just a aimless climax. It's a moment of ecstasy that produces a lot of power, but oftentimes you'll get lost in the ecstasy and forget to direct that force to a certain intention. And one often uh, loses the sense of time and might forget to keep the focus. In the long run, it's useless to only gain quick and ecstatic sensations of your power. The power must be integrated with one's normal life and be used to enhance it. The first thing that you should accomplish is to annihilate the sloth and fatigue that plagues most individuals in our society. You can't reach any significant magical goals until you've learned how to control these aspects. One uses their power to enable the most important part of the path, which is action. A magician who enters this path must continuously act creatively in a way that benefits the magical life and your magical goals. Fatigue is the main enemy of the magician. It should, in time, be completely removed by the illumination of your force to give room for creativity and force of action. Your power can be used to get things done in the mundane life, but above all, it's used to further the magical progression. Let me repeat that. Your own personal magical power can be used to get things done in the mundane life, but above all, it's used to further your magical progression. In other words, it's used for self-transformation. 
it, it grants the power to break those barriers that prevent magical abilities such as clairvoyance, clairaudience, astral projections, etc. All the different kinds. The less power a magician has, the weaker the magical abilities will be. Thus, it's of great importance for the magician to achieve and to experience and to use your power. One way to achieve astral projection, for instance, is to use the meditation process of how the kundalini passes through the chakras and awakens them. We have a previous podcast, you can find it in our archives, where we go through the whole chakra system. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was part of our first uh, sect magic series that should help you find it. At the second, at the first chakra, the power and focus to be able to do an astral journey is awakened. At the second chakra, one begin, begins to become aware of astral influences, feelings, and impulses. At the third, one gains memories of past astral journeys and how it feels to leave the body. At the fourth chakra, one gains an understanding of how the surroundings function. At the fifth chakra, one gains the ability to hear sounds and voices from the astral plane. At the sixth, one gazes visually into the astral world. And at the seventh and last chakra, one leaves the body completely and hopefully consciously. When the magician awakens their power and comes into contact with the different chakra levels, he or she will simultaneously enter into contact with the corresponding forces outside of him or herself. These outer forces can be contacted in heightened states of mind. <clears throat> Encounters with dark forces can be both fearsome and grand. Already at an early stage, the magician must acquaint him or herself with such forces to be able to deal with them. <clears throat> When we say dark forces, we mean like mysterious forces. There is otherwise a risk that they may become uh, energy phantoms, uh, which, uh, sorry, and like energy vampire phantoms, for a better word, which appear randomly in dreams. The term nightmare comes from involuntary contacts with dark astral beings. If the magician contacts these forces consciously, they will instead be turned to positive aspects of magical progression. Some of the more basic exercises in Kundalini may at first glance appear dull. This is, however, a good thing since you should at an early stage achieve a firm magical discipline which will fill one's future magical workings. Basic will exercises make it possible for you to be able to deal with the demanding methods that um, at later stages of magical initiation that you'll use. For example, more prolonged workings or fastings or sitting out in nature. Conduct a, a meditation to awaken the kundalini once a day for about a month. Find the time of day that suits you best. 
Uh, it may awaken itself during a successful meditation, but you can also use different techniques to raise it. First, it's very important to master the normal meditation that I previously described to calm the mind and the thoughts. One can focus on the chakras one at a time before beginning to actively awaken the forces of those chakras. After an introductory meditation of about 10 minutes, begin to focus on the, uh, I always butcher these words, Muldahara Chakra. Feel how this chakra acts as a magnetic power pole that is in contact with Sahasrara. Sorry, I, I don't get these Indian words uh, right because it's uh, a foreign language to me. <clears throat> it's not something that uh, comes natural to me, so you may need to look these words up so that you can know um, both how they are pronounced for yourself and, and what exactly I'm talking about. Visualize a fire that grows within every inhale. See how this almost electric energy is the form of a red serpent and how it arises and streams through you, then through every chakra up to your head. The force spreads out to every nerve and cell. It enhances and senses and opens consciousness. At first, it might simply be visualization, but soon you'll be able to actually feel the energy more tangibly in your body. It can be experienced in many different ways, as heat or even as cold streams. Often, it's experienced as pulsating and vibrating. Use um, the, the Kundalini Awakening Meditation to increase the power of your soul strengthen your will and create awareness in your dreams. Make notes of your experiences. Often more subtle experiences are valuable. Be aware of your physical and psychological energy level. At different moments, how it's influenced by things like food, sleep, breathing, physical exercise, and other things that you do. Think about how you could strengthen your physical and psychological strength in your mundane life and in your magical work. It could be about not wasting energy in unnecessary situations, but it could also be to increase the inflow of energy. Write down your dreams, if you have any, or if you're lucid enough to remember part the before uh, or whatever parts that you're lucid enough to remember. Make a list of things that you want to reach and what you want to get rid of. Write down about two paragraphs with ten things each that you want to achieve to overcome. Make a ritual to make your will come true. Plant the note with positive wishes into the earth, outdoors, or in a sea, a lake, or river, and then burn the note with negative wishes. Meditate on uh, the first item in your list that was planted uh, during your, uh, or sorry, after a month. Meditate on the first item 
on the list that was planted in the earth. And during, uh, sorry, during your Kundalini uh, awakening meditation for that day. I'm Primal Picky. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. We recommend possibly the book Kundalini, The Evolutionary Energy in Man by Gopi Krishna. It's a case description of a Kundalini awakening. The book also contains psychological comments by the uh, by a guy named James Hillman, though these are really kind of lesser interest. The book is mainly interesting for the descriptions of experiences that people have had with the Kundalini force. Uh, again, I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast in our Sex Magic series. Uh, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy bringing this to you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.